Good morning, City Church. Feels like ages since I've done a short talk for you on a Sunday morning. In fact, it is ages. However, my theme this morning continues our theme of prayer. Uh, we're calling it Prayer Cubed in this season of praying together. And I've been asked to speak to you from 1 Thessalonians 17. And in keeping with our prayer cubed theme, I've used a little bit of poetic license and found three things from 1 Thessalonians 5 that I can't do. And here we go. If you read with me or want to get your Bibles out, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17 and 18, where Paul writes this. Always be joyful. Verse 16. Never stop praying, verse 17, and be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, when I looked at that, I went, wow, those are three things that I can't do. I am not joyful all the time. That may surprise some of you. Uh, and thinking about prayer um i have to say i'm not someone who prays all the time i mean i've got a job i work eight hours four days a week uh and then i come home or actually i don't come home anymore i am home and then ruth wants to talk to me very difficult to talk to god when ruth is talking to me uh and then be thankful in all circumstances. Now, I think we've all had difficult circumstances over the last 12 months. I'm not sure I've remained thankful in all of those. So what is Paul getting at when we receive these three instructions? And they're like commandments, aren't they? They're like pray without ceasing or never stop praying as the New Living Translation puts it or make your life a prayer, as we read in the Passion Translation. I, I do like to look at some of the other translations sometimes. And as we think about prayer, I don't know about you, but lots of feelings and thoughts come to me. I often feel like, oh no, not another prayer meeting. They're not my most or haven't been my most favourite things in church life. I don't mind a good sing and a good meeting, but prayer meeting, sometimes it feels painful. I feel a bit bored when I go to them sometimes. I get distracted. I often talk about seeing squirrels. Well, my prayer life can be like that. I am praying about something and then suddenly I'm thinking about the shot I played last year on the golf course on hole number four. Well, or I'm thinking about my grandchildren in Sunderland and I just get distracted. That's what happens for me. Um, I don't have children at home. Ruth and I don't have children at home at the moment. So I don't have those kind of distractions that stop me from praying. I suppose I feel I should be praying more. And 
I, I don't know whether that's religious, um, a sense of guilt about not praying enough. I mean, how much can you pray and how much is enough? I think those are the things that that grab me when I think about it. And, and often in the past, I felt guilty. I suppose it's summed up by what Jesus said to the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. In Matthew 26, you read that he's praying and he asks them, doesn't he, to watch with him. And he comes back and they're asleep. And he says to them, can you not watch with me for one hour? I remember going up to Lindisfarne Tower, oh, it's a number of years ago in there, and I, and I went there to pray, and I knelt, and then I went face down before the Lord, I thought that was a good thing to do. An hour later, I woke up and uh, realised that I'd spent most of the time asleep. Uh, so that, those are some of the things that that have bugged me. I suppose, or or constrained me when when I've thought of prayer. Now, over the last 18 months, Ruth and I have been on a bit of a journey and I just want to share with you a few reflections and a few things that have happened to me and Ruth over the last period of time. So, so what does it mean to pray without ceasing and and or to never stop praying? Well, I don't have the words sometimes or, or even, I think, the time. And, and in Romans, Paul says, you, you know, when you don't know what to pray or how to pray, the Holy Spirit will help you. He will give you words or utterances or moanings or groanings or it's just a sigh sometimes, maybe. And and I've wondered about that. Even my, oh, I have no idea how to pray. Is that prayer? I love the phrase about crying that each of our tears are prayers and God catches them. That grabs me. I cry a lot these days. Uh, and uh, one, of, one of the things that I've been exploring over the last period of time is silent prayer. Now, that's difficult for me as an extrovert and somebody who gets distracted easily. I've been meditating on generally one word and and that might be or a phrase. It might be something like um, presence or tender mercy. I was reading in 2 Timothy 6 about God's tender mercy and that phrase grabbed me. So I take a few deep breaths. I ask. God's how we get into his presence and I just focus on that phrase and if I get distracted I just come back to that phrase again and again and trust me I get distracted quite a lot and I found that that's really helped me and I probably do that for 15 to 20 minutes in the mornings it's not every day please don't hear that I'm doing that every day but that is one of the things that I'm seeking to do, and I'm doing that regularly. Psalm 27 has really grabbed me, helping me in that process. One thing uh, I've asked of the Lord, one thing I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon his beauty and to meditate in his temple. 
I, I realise that your temple isn't somewhere we go to externally. Paul says, doesn't he, that we are the temple. We are the temple. The Holy Spirit resides deep inside of us. And so where we find God is not out there. It's deep inside with us. So meditating and seeking God and looking deep inside for him, spending that time enables me to connect with him. You know, when we think about praying all the time, I, I just, I felt that's beyond my mental and physical capabilities. But Ruth and I have just been exploring how, how our heart, our spirit never stops. So even whilst we're at work or while we're talking, our spirit is engaged. Song of Songs 5 Two says, I sleep, but my heart is awake. And we've been exploring what it looks like to engage our spirit to pray, even at night. So we've been lying in bed, praying together, and then saying to our spirits, keep praying. One of our son-in-laws has not been so well. And we began to do that. And we found ourselves dreaming that we were praying for him. That brought that scripture really alive. My, I am asleep, but my heart, my spirit keeps going. It doesn't sleep. God doesn't sleep. We've been uh, loving walking together, enjoying our walk. So when we talk and we talk about a number of different things, we end up now just praying together as we're walking. We'll be having a conversation which will move into prayer. And that's been part of our habit and practice over the last 12 months. We've been growing in that. We're finding we're praying together more. When we had little children, we used to find that really difficult to do. And finding the space to do that, it maybe wasn't part of our life and practice. And we're growing in that. We're in our 50s and feel like we're just babies. Again, learning how to pray and how to engage our hearts. I love that phrase in the Passion Translation for 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Make your life a prayer. And that it becomes part and parcel of our every day. Well, what, what would I suggest we do? Well, give it a go. Make your life a prayer. If you can't make or feel guilty that you're not sitting aside 20 or 30 minutes a day, don't, don't be hard on yourself. Just take time during your day to allow your heart to connect with God. Give silent prayer a go. Start with 10 minutes. If you can't do 20 or half an hour or an hour, just start with 10. Be kind to yourself and maybe use a word, may or a phrase that grabs you from your reading or whatever or a song and allow yourself turn the radio off turn music off allow yourself to be silent in the presence of God and as lockdown eases why not take the opportunity to pray with somebody else I've set a couple of questions for us after in our in in our zoom room connection time 
And one of those is to just simply ask if you knew that God was going to answer two things that you prayed about today, what would they be? And pray together about those things. Just bring them before God. Take some time. We haven't seen each other for ages, but take some time to pray together. I hope that this morning I've uh, enabled you to think a little bit more and reflect on what prayer looks like. It's a huge subject. We're just, as Sue Gilgan said, get, getting a few teaspoons from the ocean. I love that phrase, Sue. Thank you. And hopefully I've shared with you a little teaspoon that I've been learning about. Bless you all and can't wait to see you all soon. Bye for now.